just today. We need his mercy. Hallelujah. Not just one account, one event, but on a daily basis, how we need his mercy and his grace to walk with us and to flow through us in a world that's full of hurt and full of pain and sorrow and confusion. Oh, they need a church, folks. They need a church. God, help us to be the church of this hour, of this time. God bless you. You may be seated. Classes make their way. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord today. House of God. Amen. A place that's been dedicated. A place that's been set aside. A place that's built for this purpose. For this reason. This is our heartbeat. Amen. This is our desire. Is, uh, this has been joined together. It may just be brick and mortar. And woods and nails and carpet and chairs. And, but yet the purpose of this building. And the purpose of this gathering. The purpose of Amen. To see lives to be ministered to and souls to be delivered. Minds, amen, to find their health. Soundness, which means health. Healthy. Having healthy minds in a world that's full of so much corrupt minds and uh, illusions and visions that are so contrary to God and to His Word and to His purpose. But I'm glad to be among a people this morning that wants the purpose of God. That wants the heartbeat of God. That wants to walk at whatever cost in the counseling of his word. In the instructions of his will. Paul, our apostle, put it this way in one place. Willing to spend and to be spent for the kingdom's sake. A man willing to give all that he had. A man, uh, his life in such a, a manner, in such a way. Amen. Even after time, after time being cast into the prison. But he didn't allow. He didn't allow that to change his heartbeat. He didn't allow that to change his spirit. He didn't allow that to, to uh, penetrate his mind and the healthiness of his mind. To, that that the, the, the path that he had chose to live for the Lord, that it was still worth it. All the sacrifice, all the pain all the sorrow that had been brought upon his body through the, the stripes that was laid upon his body. Amen. The times of being separated from not only his own family, but from the church family as they would throw him into those dungeons. But uh, he didn't allow that to penetrate into his most inward parts. And he didn't allow that to penetrate into his spirit and to create uh, any form or type of envy or jealousy or he didn't look around and say but uh, why why didn't so and so have to go through this and no he just accepted it as a part of the call he accepted it amen as a part of the mission of choosing to walk with the lord and because he was able to accept that and receive it with the right spirit and the right attitude God could use him time and time again. Kind of a likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ and a likeness unto even Joseph and others in the Old Testament 
whenever they had not done wrong, but yet cast into the prisons and dungeons. And when others meant evil by it and to destroy them and to, uh, but, but God, God always worked it out for the good, for his purpose, even though that wasn't what was obvious to start with on the journey. And so here we are as we face this pandemic, as we face some, a government that's coming apart at the seams, a, a, a world that depended upon, and I hope Brother Ford feels the umption of that tonight, maybe preach on that a little bit tonight, and uh, that we won't find ourselves depending on Egypt. We won't find ourselves depending upon our government. Yes, we believe in it, and we're praying for it, and we're praying that God's hand. And I believe that. I was, I was nudged in the Holy Ghost this morning and praying for our government, praying for our nation, that God rules and reigns in the affairs of all men, that regardless of who winds up in office on January the 20th, that God can still rule and reign in their lives. It doesn't matter if they're a Republican or if they're a Democrat. Doesn't matter if they're male or female. Doesn't matter if it's uh, what you and I agree to or not. But God can work a man in that. How many believe that God can work in the darkness? How many believe that he can work in the dungeons? How many of you believe that he can work in the, the den of lions? Amen. That God can make a way across Jordan rivers and Red Seas and make ways where there seem to be way because and how much more true that is. Amen. When you get to the New Testament and you see the revelation of the author of our lesson today called, amen, John. But yet John in Revelation left us with pen with the words, amen. A Savior, a Jesus and open doors that no man can open but get closed doors that no man can close. Man, we're blessed. You really begin to ponder this. You really begin to let it seep in into your most being of who you and I really are. And that that's going to live out into the eternities. Amen. This, this mortal man's going to die. This fleshly man is going back to the dust. And if, if not, then he's going to be changed. He's not going to stay the same. This mortal man, this fleshly man. The kingdom that rules upon this earth and the, the powers that even the devil operates through this old fallen nature. Amen. The best is God is what can be offered in this world and given. But all of that's going to be in vain. You read your lesson. Paul's right in knowledgeable lesson this year you, you and I will dig into it but yet we will, we will just barely scratch the surface of this lesson here today when you really begin to dig into the subject the subject really is the title rejecting the world amen and um, when you, you talk about that Rejecting the world, it, it covers and opens up actually a big can of worms when you, when you get down to it. And um, there's a lot to all of that. And uh, so you and I, we represent a different kingdom. You and I as born-again believers. But again, it brings us to that point again. I'm, I'm not really amazed, but I am at the lessons and, and how... The lessons here as of late, or maybe I'm just, I don't know, but, but the importance of being born again, man, 
making sure if, if that hasn't happened regardless, regardless even in among the apostolics and one God believers, if the vessel has not been born again, but within his own ability and his own, uh, even with, with the word of God to help him. And his own ability, his gifts in his, in his mind, in his own heart, as a gifted individual. Man, trying to conform himself. Trying to, to manipulate himself in a way to be what the scriptures have said. For whatever purpose, for whatever reason that it might be. But again, we're going to see that without being born, and it doesn't matter uh, of, of the qualities of the vessel. It doesn't matter about the gifts of the vessel. It doesn't matter how gifted or ungifted the vessel is. There is a, a common denominator that is a must. That Jesus, the writer of our lesson. The writer in John reveals unto us. And to Nicodemus. Amen. He, this, this was known to Nicodemus. But also it was known to probably one of the most least candidates. A man of society of, of Jesus' time. And that was the little lady that he met at the well. Had such a, a relationship problem. A companionship problem. Been what I believe personally had been married some five times. And now she is found in a situation where she just shacking up now. She says, why go through all that? Make these vows and they don't last. We'll just... We're just, and don't tell me, I'm telling you we're in that world today. We're living in that same setting and that same, that same power of the spirit of iniquity that has made its way across the lands. Amen. By, by, by man, because iniquity and the power of the enemy works through earthen vessels just like the kingdom of God works through earthen vessels. And so as you and I goes back and we really understand the gospel. The, the, the effects and the power and the importance of the gospel. The good tidings, good news, the death, burial, resurrection. Must, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. You must repent. You must die. You got to die. If you don't die, amen, there's no way that my kingdom can set up in your heart. There's no way, regardless of how many scriptures you could quote the kingdom would never be able to initiate and never be able to, to, to come alive and the eyes to be opened, the ears to be unstopped and, and hear the true heartbeat of God. It's impossible. It's impossible. Mind is strong enough that within its own self can find the means and ways of speaking in tongues and taking on even the original evidence, but it still lacks that Jerusalem ring. And it will show up. Marvelous lesson we had last week about the true light. and Walking in that light. You can't hide light. You can cover it up. But it, it doesn't matter how dark this room would be. If we could get all the lights out and get all the light. You can light one candle. And that one candle was sent out enough light to bring light to all that's in. And that's what this man called Jesus done. He became a light unto all men. Regardless of who they are and where they are.
they're at. And if, if, if the individual is willing to come to the light, make his way to the light, that's what we're pursuing. We just got the earnest, but we're looking for the fullness of it. We're looking for the hour, that not just the down payment of it, but the fullness of not only of the soul and the spirit, but even of the body. The body. How many is painless this morning that you have no pain whatsoever? Zip. Both physically, mentally. But there's coming an hour that you won't have any pain whatsoever. Pain hinders. Pain causes you to respond to circumstances, situations, even good things in a far different way than if you didn't have any pain. Why we think sometimes what causes people to give themselves over and to uh, subject themselves, even knowing that hey, this, but but for that moment, for that season, for that that little bit of time under the influence of drugs, that they feel like they live a painless life and they feel like they live in a place in an area, and so they're willing to sacrifice their families. They're willing to sacrifice their health. Oh, it's, it's an end thing, but, but watch this. As we watch this lesson today, and, and all that the world has to offer, they don't have anything else to offer now. And even Jesus himself taught us. He said, if you gain the whole world, that's everything that the world can offer you. To the lust of the eyes, to the, to the lust of the flesh, and to the pride of life. If you could somehow, some way, gather all of that. But it's not worth it. And not to lose your soul. Not to lose your soul. So when we make the statement of our title here today of rejecting the world, there's a lot more said there. A lot more deafness. And that battle has become, has become greater. And it's going to become even greater until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Focus thought, we must reject the world by doing what? By doing God's will. God's way. God's will. Submitting our will. Subjecting ourselves. Giving ourselves. Often the time of the will of God causes much pain and sorrow. Even into the body. So often it, it keeps us from having the pleasure to enjoy some pleasurable things. It's to the body. It's to the mind and to the spirit of who we are. And so that's where the call, that call of separation. That call, a man, of a touch not. Call that, how can that have such communion between dark and light? Unbelievers and believers. Sons of God with sons of Belial. When we're walking to a different heartbeat. When we're walking to a, a, different, a different father. A different creator. So, why? What are we looking for today? 
Or do we come? What, what we live for God for? I know we call it heaven. I know we call it for a city such as Abraham, the father of faith, was looking for. And even, even in that call, God called him to leave the land of Ur of the Chaldeans, a place where his earthly inheritance was at. His earthly conference was already being laid up. Where possibly buildings had been built. That he could find comfort from the elements of the world. And, and find, as some would put it, a head in life. But even the call had to be that he had to forsake all of that. Because God was promising him a city. And he had to be willing, amen, to start on the journey to go in to start living into tents. Who knows what the value of some homes that he was willing to forsake. But he heard a voice. And somehow, by faith, he connected that to the voice of God. This voice promised him things that what his earthly daddy could not provide for him. What his earthly abilities could not perform for him. Because we can say what we want to. You, the writer talks about it in the lesson. But even all the way back in the Egypt's times. That passion and desire to live with, with forevermore and into eternity. That's what we're looking for. It's not just a city. But it's a place that you won't have to worry about. You won't have to worry about, I've got to hurry up. I'm, 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 I'm already 18 and I'm, I'm behind in, in time. And I'm a kind man of laying up and storing up and to, to make life easier. So we see so much, even out of the word of God, that addresses this. Even Jesus Christ himself. I'd love to tell you that the church is exempt from that. I'd love to tell you that we won't be affected by it. That we won't be tempted by it. And, uh, and even, even with, the, with all that goes on around us, if we're not careful, can be. I'm going to tell you something. This, this balance act living for God is... It's not near as easy as even you and I. If we really start looking at it. To make sure. That we're keeping. Everything in its right perspectives. Making sure that. We just sung of his mercy that we need every day. Nobody knows that today could be the last day. And, and what may drive us to most today may not be as important at all if we only knew that it was the last day. But yet we're instructed by the word of God to live this way. To give ourselves unto our heavenly father, to his kingdom, to his voice. Because we're not promised of tomorrow in 
this world. We're promised of all tomorrows in that one to come. We won't have to worry about a tomorrow when time is no more. And if somehow we could keep this at the forefront, somehow by the hand of God, the grace of God, and, and more importantly, even this morning, we're going to see one of the greatest tools that we got is called the Word of God. Because we find the answers in the Word of God. You're not going to find this answer. I know scientists, medical fields, they have pursued it for eons of time. What's amazing, the word, the term world, even. Eon is not is termed sometime in the Bible as world, which is time. Everybody's looking for that. When there is coming a world, there is coming an eon. There is coming a time when there will be no end. So, when we make the statement here, rejecting the world. It follows in suit with something I've been telling us. Putting into our hearts, our minds, our spirit. As believers. That we do not respond like the world. We don't respond to the, the things that's happening upon this earth like they do. Why? Because we don't depend on regardless who becomes the president. We understand that, that our substance of life does not come. It comes from something that's higher than that. It's greater than that. It doesn't mean that we don't ignore it. We pray for it. Why? That we might live peacefully among men. The reason we, you and I haven't been subject to and prone to certain forms and types of persecution is because of the nation that we lived in that's protecting us by, by those laws that men fear. Of the penalty of them, we won't. Because if there was no laws, you and I would find out quickly how quick somebody would over the gospel but Jesus Christ told us he said fear no man but to fear that one that not can only destroy the body but the soul so these earthen vessels that are designed that God created be in his image and likeness and knew that even 4,000 years later that he was going to robe himself in Leave us an example to follow called Jesus Christ. And so this is what so much that our, as Jesus referred to him, a man, my beloved, John, has written unto you and I. So as we watch this, it's, it's, it is powerful. It is very powerful. Amen. Focus first is found in 1 John 2 and 15. Love not the world. Love not the world. Love not the world. Hmm. Neither the things that are in the world. That's the reason we can't 
Anything that we possess, we cannot love it more than we love God. Not, it doesn't matter if it's whatever it is. I, I hate to start naming stuff. You'll think I'm picking on you. And I'm not picking on nobody. I'm not trying to get on nobody's toes this morning. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just, you know. But, but um, so here we are, you know. Uh, you know. How many loves to eat? But even there, we're taught that we can't, what? We've got to keep it. There's some of us get to eat some things that others don't, don't have the privilege. I mean, they have the privilege and they have the power of choice. But they may pay dearly for indulging in it. Possibly even their lives. So this is the world. This is the, the, the time that we're living in. And, um, but we found the answer, haven't we? We found the answer. If any man loved the world, here's the problem with this. The love of the Father is not in him. God is not going to share his vessel with any other love. That's the reason you go right back to marriage and holy matrimony and what God puts together. This is the, on the earth, most, one of the most powerful uh, uh, examples of this love. Okay? God loves us. For God so loved the world. Now we understand the terms here. When he begins, the writer, he talks about that. We're going to address that some here this morning. Man, to make sure we get an understanding of this. Because here he taught us, love not the world, but in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. So when the statement's made here by John, the beloved, about loving not the world, it's, it's different than, than loving humanity and loving people. We're going to love them all. And God help us to show them the love regardless of who they are, how they dress, how they conduct themselves. Because there's the power of the church. It loves the unlovable. It penetrates that darkness and hatred and envy and strife. It has the power and ability to give that soft answer. It has the power and the ability to give instructions and guide and leave, leave examples. Hallelujah. That this is the way that the battle could have been won. Not with guns and bombs. This is not the way we win our battle. We win it by lifting hands and lifting our voices and calling on God. And letting the love of God go through us. today that even churches are getting caught up. When I say churches here, I'm talking about everybody that calls himself a Christian. And there is a difference, but you know what I'm saying. So, as we watch some of this, even in the contemplating the topic, in 1 John 2 and 15 says, Love not the world, neither things that are in the world, but any man love the Father, the will of the Father is not in him. This is a native command to his Father by what a positive. When you go to 1 John 2 and 24, Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. I, I'm amazed how often we have to go back to the beginning. The beginning. Creation and the beginning. Huh. Right, right. You know, the creation. Now, watch this. What happened in the, even in the beginning of Genesis? 
when the world was dark and chaos and, and full of confusion and no light, no. But even God said, first thing, power of the word, let there be light. Before he ever created sun, moon, stars, and anything else that was, was created, amen, to offer any light upon, he said, let there be light. So there is a light in God that is not from the natural resources. Earth does not have its own light. Neither do you and I. But a man came representing a light. The light of God that has shined unto us. But not, not only to us. But it is a day star that shined upon us. But now through us with the power of his spirit. Brings us right back to being born again. And now what happens after being born again. There is a instructions. A guidebook. That we have to. That's been given to us and handed to us. Which was a God's idea. As, as they was moved upon. And so we're going to watch some of this as it's John even here. And the writer helps us to understand the power of this as it unfolds. Amen. Unto us. If that which ye have heard from the beginning remain in you. Always remember something. After being born again. That's when the struggle and that's when the real battle is. Now some may have thought man. You know especially when you're pursuing it. And you're reaching for it. And, and, and trying to attain the Holy Ghost. But really all it takes to get the Holy Ghost. Is first is you believe. That there is a God. And he's rewarded them a diligence to seek him. You believe the gospel. And you repent. You die out. Amen. If you can just die. God can take care of the other two. He can get you to a man of God. That believes in baptizing you in Jesus name. And filling you with the Holy Ghost. That's not as hard as we make it. The real problem is, is dying and submitting our will unto his will at whatever cost. Willing to lay down all the other passions and desires. Whatever they might be. Unto his. I'm willing to take on that. I'm willing to uh, make that commitment, that sacrifice. Trust you, God. You shall also... Shall continue in the Son and in the Father. We're going to enlighten a little bit about that. The writer helps us. I'll tell you what. If you read your lesson. You realize. Amen. Out of this lesson. How important the name is. And to believe on that name. It's not just a play of words. That's the reason how your baptized makes all the difference in the world. And it can't just be among the group of what you pronounce over you in baptism. Titles has never had any authority whatsoever. They just give titles. That's all. It's the individual that holds a title at that present time. Whether or not it's going to be effective or not. Your own president can't even sign things as a president. He has to sign it as the president. Put his name. Ever who's holding that office at that time for that bill to be effective. That's the only way it can happen. So even he is going to know him. He's going to know us by what his name. We're going to be willing to take on his name. And he promised us that we, what happens with the name. We're going to suffer for his name's sake. It's amazing to me even from what I've heard. That you know. <laughs> even our own military. They don't have a certain problem or a lot of stuff. Until you really start provoking the name. And you start putting the, the uh, and the must in the name. Oh no wait. So to, to have to deal with that opposition, the best thing to do, let's just don't let them get in. Just keep them out. But watch this. The earth has got its own kingdom as far as religion. The earth's got its own kingdom as far as government. And so these is all the kingdoms of the world that you and I have got to war against and battle against. 
and keep ourselves from being polluted, contaminated by their beliefs and doctrines and means and ways of, of obtaining eternal life. Because, you see, that's not so important to our life until that moment that we roll them up and put them in the casket. Then all of a sudden reality sets in. The destination of this vessel, this soul. And so, men have governed even out of this, finding means and ways to find loopholes. Hmm. Like, you know, I'm telling the truth. So, uh, here we go. He talks about these commandments. He talks about seven of them being in 1 John. He likens them to the first ones I done mentioned. And then he goes to 4 and 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Cannot believe every spirit, and it doesn't matter what vessel it comes out of. Well, this, I'm almost feeling what I felt Wednesday night. Boy, I don't like it. I'm telling you, I'll just be honest with you. I'll be honest with your pastor Wednesday night. I was, that's the first time in a long time, but that's one of the first times. Man, maybe I need to resign this thing, give this to somebody else. I'm just telling you the truth. There's some things going on. And God knows and God sees. I want truth. This is the only chance our community's got is here. Now they can take that, you know, even cross that radio, whatever they want to do with it. But we're the only ones that's representing the true light, the true love of God, and true salvation. Watch this salvation's deliverance. We're the most liberated and delivered people on the face of the earth. Nobody else. We're not ashamed to dress right, talk, but it goes way deeper than that. If that's all it is, it's nothing but a cult and rules and regulations. But when it's out of the heart, the mind, and it's our way of living day in and day out, and when it's our attitude. See, attitudes go home with you. Attitude goes to Walmart with you. Attitude goes on the deer stand with you. Attitude comes back to the house of God. Now, we, we, we might can quieten it down a little bit at the house of God. While these other places, especially when we get on them computers and phones, we're in a real, the world, we'll tell you something. Boy, I'll tell you something. God's helping me. Watch this. The spirit of iniquity. The mystery of the spirit of iniquity is unfolding itself. That's what's going on even among us. Some of this that we're feeling and struggling and battling with is the spirit of iniquity. Man, trying to find an, a way of getting in and destructing and polluting the church. Church is the only hope. Church. Yet, we're taught by the word of God that the church can be built right against the gates of hell. Amen. That all that hell and all that the world has to offer, the church has the power and the authority through Jesus Christ. Amen. To liberate and to deliver them. But unless you and I walk in that liberty and that deliverance, and they can see that and experience that and feel that, they may not feel sure. That's the reason Paul's a lot of writings in his letters talks about, and he's, he's writing to Holy Ghost filled people about laying off some things malice, envy, strife, 
I know I've heard it all said. I've heard people say, well, Holy Ghost filled people. They got the Holy Ghost. They don't have all that. Well, why in the world is Paul writing about it? The Holy Ghost filled people, people couldn't allow those spirits to get a hold of him. I don't agree with that. Take it what it's worth. I'm not educated, I know. But I, I, I see it too much. I had to, I had to struggle with my. I'm not some perfect by, by a million miles, huh? So we had to struggle with these. The spirit of envy, the spirit of jealousy. And all of these things in the world that we're living in can affect us. Especially if we let it ever get inside. Brother Ronnie Parker told me just a few weeks ago, it's been a couple of months now. He said, boy, I still remember something you said. He said, the church won't never be destroyed by the woodpecker on the outside. It's always by the termite that's on the inside. That's the reason there's so much written by Peter. Paul to prophets and, and, and teachers. And then Paul, amen. And, 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 and so, again, rejecting. The world, this is the world we're living in. Society has accepted some things because it's became a worldly thing. And the world believes that the majority believes that. The majority is going that way. It's got to be all right. It can be acceptable. Come on, I'm just trying to help us. We got some denominations and one that I was raised in. Splitting wide open. Over allowing... And accepting homosexual and lesbian lifestyles. They want the toehold. They want to get in. They want to dominate. And here's, here's the thing about the enemy. If we can't have it, then we'll just do our best to split it. America's being split wide open if we're not careful. And I don't want no part of it. Any want this? The whole America's God is still one God-believing people that knows how to get on their faces and call to a God and can do something about it. God clean house at the White House, buddy. Let me tell you right now. God, get you ready, buddy. They don't want to do right. He can move them all out. I don't care who's in line. I mean, he can, he can just start like domino effect, buddy. About the first six, seven, or eight's in line to be the president. Bam, 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 bam. In one day, he's God and his kingdom. You know what? I want to be a part of his kingdom at whatever cost. Whatever cost. I want to be a part of his kingdom. But the only way I can be a part of his kingdom, I've got to reject the world and all of its systems and means and ways of what it considers success and victory. And watch this, a pleasure. Good times. That's the reason I know the forefathers associated. What's this, organized sport? They can say what you want to. This country made a God out of it. But even God sent something to shut that down. And their God couldn't deliver them. Praise God. So I don't want to get. I'm going to try to stay. Because this is good. This good job. And it's good. Amen. You cannot believe every spirit. But try the spirits whether they. This is a positive. Try the spirit whether they have God. You know. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Word of God. We got more for us than against us. 
Don't think that you're, you know, man, we're just a bunch of little women. No, no, no. no. Our next week's lesson is going to help us out with that. But it's all about our passion. It's all about our desire. It's all about where we spend our time, our efforts. Where's our minds at, our hearts at? Where are we laying up treasures? That's, that's who and what is our God. Okay? That's, that's, you know. Then the last one, a man he dealt with, a man is in 1 John 5 and 21. He says, little children, keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. And so, no doubt, John, the beloved John, gave us some instruction. What's the next part of this lesson? A man, knowing the Lord, uh, we see the importance mentioned some 12 times in 1 John alone in these five chapters. And I won't go through all of them, but just as you've got to lesson, you can go back and look at them. But how often that the statement is mentioned about, and all these things write we unto you, amen, it's mentioned so many times, and then either I write or write unto you, uh, or I have written, or I have not written. These things have I written unto you. These things have I written unto you. So you see a number of times this is written. So we see the power of what? Of the written word of God. Amen. And, and the effects it has. Thank God for the written word. You've got to believe. You've got to believe in the word of God. I tell people sometimes, well, if you don't believe this is the word of God, I can't help you a whole lot, to be honest with you. Pray for you, pray for miracles and wonders and signs. But uh, uh, if you don't believe this is the word of God, you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in those miracles that came from some other resource. Amen. Through medication, through doctors, through whatever. And I'm not against, I'm not, not making a statement against that. I'm just telling you, uh, amen, that, that uh, when God performs miracles, you'll look for an excuse. You'll, you'll say that uh, it wasn't God's hand that moved. And God's, but thank God we believe in the word. We believe in the written word of God. And so, so thank God, you know, for that written word of God. And we want to talk about that for just a, a little bit here. Why does the reader need to be reminded repeatedly that John was communicating in writing? Why, you know, he, he let them know, I'm writing this, not somebody else. This is not somebody else's handwriting. I'm an eyewitness. I'm, I'm 60 years behind Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm, I'm 40 years behind a lot of the writings of Paul. But I'm writing to you some things now. I've, I've, I've experienced it. I've been involved. I see some things going on. I'm that beloved saint, that beloved amen, disciple. I've been on the Isle of Patmos. I, I've, I've seen some things. I've watched the. So let's get back to the beginnings. Let's get back to some main things. Because John already has, has seen some doctrines and some things that begin to penetrate the church and the followers. So we got to go back to what is written. And not only that, if you notice. And I believe the writer talks about this, that this letter was not uh, uh, prescribed to certain someone, but to all, that all might would hear it. And uh, so as we watch this, and the writer goes on, he says, writer, uh, writings requires reading. And he talks about the literacy back then, especially of the Greek, there wasn't many that could. And... Um, and so this brings us, how I many of those the scripture talks about uh, that we don't want to just be a hearer of the word of God, but we want to be a doer. But you've got to what? Have ear. And hear what? Faith. Faith coming by what? Hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. It amazes me sometimes how quick we're subject and prone to believe things, uh, you, know, you know, that's so far out there, but yet can't believe just some basic things that's in the word of God. You know, what's so hard to believe in that you might, must be born again? 
What's a heart, amen, of believing that you got to have the Holy Ghost when you read the book of Acts? Whenever we know that the Jews and that the mixed multitude and the Gentile all received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I mean, it's written. That written document that you sign can get you in trouble, can't it? I didn't say that. I didn't make agreement with that. I don't, I don't remember that. Well, it's written. And I believe that's your signature. Even Jesus himself, amen, he's going to tell them it is written. He told the devil himself, with all that he attempted him with and offered him. He, you know what? The devil offered him everything that this world could give him. Everything. Jesus wouldn't sell out. Oh, praise God. Thus buy this truth and sell it not. At whatever cost, at whatever, whatever, whatever sacrifice we got to go through. Whatever situation may come, God help us hold to this truth. Because, you know, truth is the only thing that makes me free. And if I lose this liberty free, if I sell this truth, then I'm going to be bound. And then those that follow me are going to be bound like me. It's ever been a faithful ministry that needs to get a stir. In their hearts and minds and spirit, God, you help us preach this truth. And preach it with the love of God in us. But preach it, amen, under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Because there's something about the, the letter killeth. But, but the Spirit gives it life. It gives it revelation. It gives it insight. It brings understanding. Hallelujah. Even in the chaotic world that we're living in. What can pollute us and cause us. I mean, come on, this is not a time, amen, to start trying to look for an easier way. Amen. This is straight and narrow. Hallelujah. This thing is, is holy and godly. And, and living a holy life. And a God like it's right. Don't you let that world know this is right. So the written word. The written word is so important. And so as he talked about that, could it have been that, you know, they had to had to listen to somebody read it? Maybe they had a place together and he would read it. Unto them. And so now, now we begin to see the importance of why not to let it slip. And the Apostle Peter even talks about it. Not to let it slip what you have heard, but you got to hold on to it. You got to, because we understand that this is the method, this is the way. It's the Word of God that we're begotten by, it's the Word of God that abides or takes up a bold in us. Amen. That will hold us. But we got to make sure we're getting the correct interpretation of the doctrine of the Word of God. It can't just be a man's idea and a man's theories and, and things. Oh, God, help us rightly divide the Word of truth. Not just God's Word, but the Word of truth. Help us study to show ourselves approved unto not man. We're not after to be a man pleaser. God, help us be a God pleaser. Help us study and pray and live for you and do what we do all in your name for the glory, the fulfilling of your purpose. It's not about the lights and the glamour and the trumpets upon this earth by men. No, it's by the, by the blessings and the favor of God. For God's for you. Who could be against you? God's working for you. Amen. No force and no power, no darkness can overcome you. Amen. The one of light, the one of truth, all us. It's nothing like it, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing else on the face of the earth. Nothing else in the heavens. But this one and truly living God. I'm telling you, we ought not be ashamed or hesitant about loving and worshiping and living for him. And willing even to die. To die for this truth and for this gospel. Because now, you and I, because we've allowed it to be written on our hearts. A promise from God. 
Amen. That I'm going to come and be their God. I'm going to write it on their hearts. I'm going to put it in their inward parts. I'm going to put it in their minds. Hallelujah. And they're going to walk like I walked. They're going to live like I live. Oh, we're not perfect. We come up short. That's the reason we have an advocate with a father. But you and I have got to be willing to do it God's way. And that's make true confession. Hallelujah. And repent. And activate the blood again. Hallelujah. That we won't lose the inheritance. Hallelujah. We, we're on a journey and we're up and down. And we're falling and we do things like that but we don't have to lose the inheritance hallelujah by some false doctrine and some false spirit no let the truth of God hallelujah take up a bold in our minds our hearts our spirits and rule even this tongue comes out of the heart of the abundance of the heart this mouth to speak and that Holy Ghost will check us that Holy Ghost that mercy and grace that we sung about this morning, it'll walk with us day in and day out. It'll guide and lead us because we all need it. If Moses, the meekest man on the face of the earth, had to have the presence of God to go with him before he would lead Israel, hallelujah, amen, to the other side, then you and I have got to have the same mercy and grace to ride with us and God help us to demonstrate it and show it to others, not by just words, but by our deeds also. nation if she don't wake up she'll self-destruct she'll kill one another we'll go back to the Noah's days and if Noah hadn't found grace the then known world would have self-destruct trying to, to accomplish and achieve things by their own kingdoms with their own powers and abilities. <laughs> Praise God. But nothing can take the place of God in our lives. Nothing. At any moment and any time. And his love and his passion for him. The only chance my baby's got. The only chance of my grandbaby. Hallelujah. Is for me to hold on to this truth. And preach this doctrine. And live it. And God help me live it at the house. I wouldn't just be here. But amen. I would live it at the house. I'd live it when nobody else is looking. Hallelujah. I need to go a step further than that. God you help me live it when there's nobody but you looking. You help me have a genuine love for it. And appreciation for it. For it's written. In fact this is the only thing. Amen. That can stop the devil and distract him. When he tempts me with all the world and the kingdoms thereof. And give me an invitation. But it is written. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let the pleasures of the world. And the, the, the things of the world that choke out the word of God. No, God's made me a good soil. He's been merciful to me. He's been kind to me. And he's still working on me. And thank God he is. That he's taken out the stony places. And he's taken out the hard places. He takes out the places. Amen. When I let down a little bit, let the enemy come in. And oh God, there's mercy and grace. And me that drives it back out. In a world today that wants to go to heaven and claim they're walking with God full of adultery, full of unbelief, full of all the doctrines contrary to this. Give God the glory and give God the praise, and God's not even a million miles. So, so it's from the beginning. We got, to, we got to hear it. This word must abide because what's this? It ties right into the inclination, it ties right into. John's writings in the beginning, amen, whenever he wrote to us, amen, to help us to have an understanding of what was in the beginning and the light and, and the forerunner and all that. And then the 14th verse talks about, and the word became flesh, hallelujah, God himself, 
Amen. To walk and to help us and to guide us. And now, why is it so important? Because the next part talks about that. And, and I know, and I'm, I'm bypassing, but he says, overcoming the wicked one, the young men. Now, there's different ages. I, some believe possibly different ages. Uh, it, it didn't really matter. He's, he's covering everybody. He, he's in his 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and, and he's covering everybody that's willing to listen. Little children, uh, young men, hallelujah, young people, hallelujah, uh, fathers, uh, those that's knew him from the beginning. You know, he's telling him, hey, you knew, you knew him from the beginning. You know what he's done for you. That's the reason our elders, hey, elders, hang on. Hallelujah, don't let no, no, no spirit, no attitude get a hold of you. Hallelujah, even in your old days. Hallelujah, I'm going to tell you what, I, I don't want that. Hallelujah, I don't want this attitude and spirit. That all of a sudden I'm old, I can just say what I want to say and do what I want to do and act like I want to act. I beg the difference with you. Hallelujah. I'm, I belong to God and His kingdom, a representation of His kingdom. If I'm, if I'm 10 years old, if I'm 110 years old. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, God can help us because greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. And the Word of God's forever settled. And if it bides in us, you know what? God's got a way of getting it out of us. Hallelujah. And live it, live it. And one of the greatest examples you and I can have. Hallelujah. And I'd love to be able to quote the whole Bible. But you know what? What is greater? testimony on that is I mean living it day in and day out with my spirit my attitude and my response unto the society around me hallelujah that hey hallelujah there's a word that's written in me there's a word that's going to hold me there's a word and then you know, in that word that's where I find the promises that he'll never leave me nor forsake me it's in that word I have the promise that he's coming back hallelujah you can't do away with the word and that same word I must come out from among them I must be severed I must walk in light not in darkness we're not children of the dark we're the children of the light we're children of revelation. We're children of understanding. We've been anointed. We've been blessed. Hallelujah. It's nobody like God. And Jesus Christ is working on our behalf. So we got to be. We got to be those examples. That we won't let the, the joys of the world. And the pleasures of the world. Rob. Take out. We need a real church. We don't need to go in the direction of the world getting up some kind of light system and smoke system and some kind of facade. Oh, God can do this all by himself. In the supernatural, God can do it. If we'll just let him, God will do it. I, 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 so, to know the Lord means to what keep his commandments. Man, to keep them. If you said, he, Jesus, I said, so you love me, you're going to watch, you're going to keep them. You, keep doesn't only mean to, also means to guard. Keep something to guard that that's sacred, that's precious. Let's don't let man, let's don't let the, the kingdoms of this world and their way of thinking, their way of operating. And come on, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. You hang around with the right bunch long enough, you'll start picking up traits from them. You start picking up some little phrases and little, little ways of believing. Hallelujah. And you'll start acting. You'll start treating people like they think they ought to be treated. I'm going to tell you something. The ways of the world, hallelujah, has never treated people right. They've always been able to be bought off and bribed. And it depends on who it is and hallelujah and things of that nature. But that ought not be in the church. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what family you come from. It doesn't matter what color your skin. It doesn't matter where you're at in society. We all become as one. And it's become part of one body and one kingdom. Even though we don't all have the same calling and the same 
hallelujah, service abilities. Hallelujah. But it was just getting the kingdom and getting the body and get, amen, focused upon the head. Called Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God and winning souls and winning souls. Hallelujah. And being what we can to be a help and a blessing. I tell you what can bless this community is for us to plead the blood of Christ against Corona. Hallelujah. In our community. God, you help us be that, make that stand. You help us lift up our voices. I tell you, it can make a difference. When nothing else can make a difference on the earth, the church can. Under the power and influence of God Almighty, bearing the authority of his name. I tell you, we can draw some lines in the name of Jesus with honest sister and represent of him and do things that nothing else can. But, but we, we, oh, help us here. So watch him. Man, he says, to know the Lord is not merely to just give a mental assent to his existence or identity. He goes much further than that. You know, just to acknowledge him. Just to make confession. The Lord is my Savior. Well, he is. But has he? You changed. Been transformed. Has your love changed? Your lifestyle changed because you become a new creation, a new creature. That's a new creation. We become a new creation. God's constantly, we've been working on us as a church. Hallelujah, the world that we're living in. Hallelujah, that we won't let things of the world. Hallelujah, come in and, and overpower us and overcome us. Hallelujah, no, we're a new creation. He's molded us and shaping us for the times and the seasons that we're in. I'm telling you, the church can be everything the church needs to be in our season and our time. Hallelujah, right now, hallelujah, as we face the dark hour, we can still be the light that'll make a difference. We can still be the city of sitting on the hill. We can still be the candle, amen, in the room. Hallelujah, if we just don't let them put the light out, if we don't let the kingdom of this world and the ways of this world rob us of the true source and power the light. Praise God. So, when he talks about this, my little children, these things write unto you that he sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ of righteous watches, for he is the propitiation. Amen. That pro means far. Hallelujah. He's the one. Hallelujah. That changes the attitude of God about us. Did you hear me? He is the one. Study it. If you don't believe me, that's what it means. He's the only one. Jesus Christ is the only lamb that can please, please, please God. At the demand that death must be by sin and transgressions. And the only one that could pay that price was the lamb called Jesus Christ. It's the only hope we got is to know him and to love him. And let him be the master of our lives. Let him be the great shepherd of our hearts, our spirits, and soul. Not letting the events, amen, of the world, hallelujah, be what dictates us and controls us. Not letting the past, amen, dominate and overshadow us. If anything ought to overshadow us, it ought to be the cross. If anything, because he that abides under the shadow of the shadow of the cross, hallelujah, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high, I'm telling you, there's a power and a source that comes that you can't, money can't buy it. And I, did you read the cultural connection? that desires and want to live forever and so when they die they want to want to freeze them and they freeze them in a way and it won't cost you about a hundred thousand dollars what's a waste of money I can tell them you buy where donate to the church and at least you get something out of it you may get a chance 
Huh? That's right. Hallelujah. God may show you some mercy and grace and start working with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you're wasting your money and you're wasting everything. Hallelujah. They can freeze you, do all that they want to. And they got some kind of in, in things they inject into you that your blood won't clog. Because if your blood, you know, even being froze, if your blood, it'll begin to clog. And not only will it clog, amen, the sails. Hallelujah. They begin to, and once you're frozen, those sails, they begin to, to make a pattern. And inside that pattern, hallelujah, when it's frozen, it's like anything else. If you fill a bottle of water up to the, to the top and no room's left and throw it in the freezer, hallelujah, what happens? It busts. What happens when freezers come through in pipelines? Hallelujah. They freeze up, they bust. And so the same way with these sails. When you freeze them, they'll bust. They say that all you'll be is nothing but a mush. That's all we are anyway. We're nothing but dirt. We're going back to dirt. We're putting too much focus on it's going to dirt. I don't care how much what you do for and all this other. And I, I'm, I'm for good health. I'm for taking care of our bodies. We ought to. It's a vessel of God. And live as long as you can to be a, a representative and a worker for the kingdom of God upon the earth. I don't think you ought to go out there and just eat any way with, with the Holy Ghost. And just do whatever you want to. That's contrary to your body. And it can't accept it. Your body belongs to God. And so there needs to be some discipline. You watch it. If we can't discipline ourselves and some of them, are, neither are we in the spirit. Everything that we're involved in, everything that we touch, every conversation, every idle word is representatives of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. I'm telling you folks, it's a lot deeper than our society's got it. You see, even, even the, the spiritual world or, or the church world out there, oh, me and the man upstairs, we got it worked out. heard it so many times and they believe that but you know what but he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness God's righteousness amen he shall be filled and so God help us help us hunger and thirst after your righteousness and your will at whatever cost at whatever sacrifice God help us help us be committed to it help us be dedicated to it hallelujah as we as he moves on here in, in uh she begins to talk about the world itself, the turn world. I'm going to bypass the things. I'm sorry. If you would go back and read that lesson about the commandments, about the spirit, about the incarnation, about the, the shema, about Deuteronomy 6 and 4, and the connection about the son, believing in the son, he that believeth on the son and taketh on his name or believeth in his name, all that ties you right back into this, the Jehovah God of Deuteronomy 6 and 4, this almighty God. Amen. The name, the name, the name. You can go to the Old Testament. You can go to the New Testament. Hey, we're right, folks. We're right by the word of God and we're right by the God of heaven right so don't you deviate don't you move off of it and salvation are true now watch it salvation is what deliverance you plan on being delivered from this body of death this body's going to die then you must be born again and bear it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ to have any hope whatsoever and then Paul said how do you take heed how you build thereupon on this, this foundation and this Pentecost experience. Praise God. Go back and read it. Go back and study it. If you didn't read that lesson, go back into that part. It's under the heading, To Know the Lord Means to Keep His Commandments. And it falls right under. It comes down. And the latter part of that, you can, you can see. Time, time's going to get me. Okay. Rejecting the world. Man, and I done quoted this scripture, John 3, 16. 
But we know that the term world here is actually talking about the people because the, the statement in a whosoever. Amen. So we, we know that the term here, world, amen, the, the term world is mentioned often in the Bible in different uh, settings. Uh, Sometimes it's the earth. It's the uh, substance that's in the earth itself. Uh, amen. In the beginning, amen, things of this nature. And, but then love not the world. This is one of the, the key verses in our lesson today. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh, and so here we can begin to understand is the system of the world and how it functions and how it operates what it gives itself to and, and the, what it walks into what it lifts up and, and parades and, 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 and builds up as being mighty and, and awesome and things of this nature hallelujah but, but we, we don't want to be a part of the system of the world hallelujah and the ways of the world the beliefs of the world no we, we've come out from that hallelujah we, we're going to represent Jesus Christ and his kingdom and his power and so when the world here is so loved that's what he was talking about the, the populace of the planet he's talking about of all of whom humanity it doesn't matter where they've been, what they've done, what kind of sins they committed. Now through Jesus Christ, the veil's been rent that whosoever will let them come. But they got to repent. they got to turn from the wickedness. But when you look, amen, at the next verse, amen, 1 John 2 and 16, as it talks about this world for what? All that this is, all that is in the world. This is all that's in the world. Now, how many of us know, we know that this earth doesn't have its own life, does it? Y'all don't believe that? At 6 o'clock tonight, we'll show you. It doesn't. Any light out of man-made light is going to come from the heavens. There's no light that comes. Same way with you and I. We lost that in the garden. That fallen nature. Where all a man is born with it. And we're going to be shaped by the spirit of iniquity. If we're not born again. The only thing that's going to keep the spirit of iniquity from shaping and forming us, amen, is to be born again with a light, amen, that can drive that darkness out. And in that light, and as we run to that light and make our way to that light that reveals things that the spirit of iniquity is trying to activate and put into our vessels and put into our minds and hearts that will cause us to become a castaway, amen, when the day of judgment comes. So we got to have this, this light that comes through none other. Jesus Christ that's a light unto every man. And without experiencing this light, now we can say what we want to, but I, I remember some, some, amen, even back, they were talking about, and it's, it's, you don't have to have this, but yet they talk about how they saw light. The light would shine upon them. We know with Paul this happened. Amen. A light. Now he didn't receive the Holy Ghost with that light. He just knocked him off the beast and got him in the right direction. Amen. To go and to receive the Holy Ghost. And you, you know that, so I don't have to go through all that. And, and so when you talk about this and begin to see some things, uh, amen, for, for all that the world has to offer, this is the best it's got to offer. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Amen. And so when you look at this, but what is not of the Father? None of this is of the Father. So even Job, even Job in his time of trying to, I believe it's the 38th chapter, 41, somewhere in that ballpark. Amen. He tries to uh, uh, justify, you know, I haven't sinned. I haven't transgressed. I, and he makes the statement, you know, he talks about the maid. Amen. To set before him his eyes, the power of the eyes. Amen. To, to, to uh, affect us and images. How many of you got images you love to do away with somehow? Hallelujah. And then there's other images. Thank God for them. And you love them. The beauty of the creation, things like that. But we know, you and I both know, it's the lust of the eyes. It's got people, hallelujah, they're so entertained and so caught up. And if we're not careful, we're getting caught up and we're getting, we're coming entertained. And we love to just sit and just observe and just to watch and, 
And, and you know, that won't be so bad. Hallelujah. Until the time comes and we spent four hours doing this a day. Didn't take the time to even bow our knees one time or lift our eyes into the Almighty throughout the day. That's where it's going to get us. That's where it comes to that place where it's crossing the lines. You're going to depend on them to rescue when you get sick. You're going to depend on them when death comes. So you see what I'm saying? We can, we can. It's the world, though. It's the system of a world. They're forcing it on us. But how are we going to handle it now? Oh, we'd all love to be a hermit sometimes and go get in a cave. But, but God wouldn't let Elijah. Neither is he going to let us. So what are what we going to do? We're going to greater seeds in us. The light's in us. We're going to use it to take care of business that we ought to. And then outside that, we're not going to use it for the pleasure of the eyes and the pleasure of the flesh. Just because it doesn't hang in the entertainment center with Hollywood. The strongest argument that we have against television was a time robber. See, the family's getting out on the front porch of the songbooks of the Bible. All of a sudden, amen. The prince, the God of this world, orchestrated and, and brought about the means come on let's get you in your living rooms and to set up something there that you can observe and watch and behold and that, that lust is real there's men and women tonight and today it's losing their families out of nothing but lust dead end roads and so it's what John's writing these are the three gates all the sins. And then, and then the world takes pride in it. They parade it. They advertise about all these 40s and 50s and 60s. Still got their 18-year-old. I'd like to say we're exempt. But we all know better, don't we? You ever had to walk into places and you just, you really just. This country's living more off of lust than love. This country's being operated off of lust, not love. Lust, lust is about one thing, yourself. Gratifying your own self and your own desires and your own passions. That can be positions. God's helping us, man. I'm telling you. Huh. It's not just a sexual thing. That lust can also be money. That money can be positions. That, 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 I mean, that, that lust can be, hey, man, I want to dominate. I want to rule. I'm going to show. In God's ways is totally the opposite. Totally, totally. None of those ways is, you, you can't find in God. You can't find it in our heavenly. You didn't see none of those ways through Jesus Christ that left us an example. We don't see none of those ways in the Apostle Paul that left us an example. Sure, we got to make a living. But we can't make a living become our God. 
can't let living come such a way. That will buy all these toys and all these things I want to enjoy. God's blessed me. God's blessed me. Let's don't make the mistake that Israel made. The blessings of God became a curse. We're not exempt from that. So, love not the world. He goes on, he talks about it. He said, in this word, verse, the word translated lust refers to strong desires or cravings. It's the reason. The life of their own health. I will never get, it's been several, several years ago. When meth first hit our community. And they was using the battery acid they was using. It was just an ungodly. You know, anybody in a, in a, in a decent mind whatsoever would not inject that into their bodies. But they, it was such a, a move upon our community. We was called, and I know I've told this before, but we was called to a meeting. And, and they asked all the clergymen to come to be a part of this meeting. The judges were there. And uh, believe it or not, the judges... Amen. And, and Miss Brady was the one. She, she made the statement. She said, look. She says, I got people coming before me. She said, I'm talking about good people. I'm talking about I know. Come out of families. Amen. And uh, because, what's this? Because of certain things. I take out the bail. <laughs> no. Because of certain things that happened. And, and conditions. Uh, and they wound up. Amen. And, and the, the main reason they started to go to this. And it wasn't weight loss. They was looking for energy. They had a family, they had a job, and they were trying to do it all by themselves. Somehow we can get the message. There's a helper, but his name is Jesus Christ. Drugs, none of that's, it's never, it's, it's like all the rivers and the creeks and everything running south to the ocean. But the ocean is never satisfied. Lust will never, ever satisfy you, regardless of what it is. That can be with, with whatever material things we possess, whatever places we go and get involved, that'll never satisfy you. You'll wake up in the morning still void and empty. But when you're walking in His will, at whatever cost, when you're walking in His will and His heartbeat, satisfaction with that that even dungeons would stop our apostle Paul the beatings on his back would, because there was such a satisfaction in that that you couldn't find no other place so here's the key make sure that whatever we're pursuing in this life that the purpose of God is the main reason Brad told me about the pastor. The man who, when he first started hunt, hunting some with that evangelist. And uh, he said, man, he said, I'm not out here to hog hunt. He said, I'm out here to be a witness. Oh, I'm going to get to enjoy the hog hunting to a certain degree. But my main purpose out here is to be a witness trying to win Mikey to the Lord. And there's scripture for that. Paul done everything he could. Push everything at whatever limit he could 
that he might save some. That he might save some. Now, he didn't, he didn't back up on the doctrine. He makes that clear. But he was willing not to eat the meat for the, for the sake of his brother. He was willing to do some things. Hey, that's the key. That's the key. When this thing becomes a kingdom thing, it becomes a God thing. It's not about me. This church is not about me. It's not about my family. I don't want them ever to sing in this community. Well, that's, that's, yeah, go down to that church. That's a Moore church. That's a Ford church or Whittington church or Berry church or Ferguson church. Or if I left yours out, you put it in there. Because none of the none of us can save nobody. If we had the whole world, if we had gained the whole world, with all of its riches and monies and insight and intelligence and everything, we still couldn't save them. But we know one again. And we're a part of a kingdom. We're part of a kingdom now. We're just a part of it. But I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm kind of like what Paul said. We're nothing. We're nothing. Abraham said we're nothing but dust. The only thing that really matters is who we represent. And the only way we can do that is make sure we reject the world. And the ways of the world. The entertainment of the world. Watch this. I'm through. We can stand. Well, I'm not trying to put no damper on this. But I'm just telling you the way of the world. Okay? Love of money is the root of all evil. Okay? Love of money. I was talking to a guy just the other day, an older guy, raises hounds. He, he runs fox coats, done it most all of his life. And um, we got to talking a bit. And, uh, you know, I finally I just told him. I said, Yeah. And I said, If, if we're not careful, money's going to even run hunting. Become a money thing. The love of money is the root. money. It's who's got the money to buy the clubs. It's who's got the money to do this and who can get certain deer and things of this nature. And all, right on to fishing and all the rest of it. Who can get somebody to sponsor them, man, doing this. And, and it's all about getting you to buy their lures. A lot of people, you know, they, they buy into it. Hook, sinker, line and all, man. You don't know if they caught them fish or not. You just assume they did. Huh. You just assume. Don't you love them pictures of them trophy deers with that fence right behind them? <laughs> I love to, I'd love to just hunt. I'd love to get outside. I'd love to them with the dogs. I don't, you know what? I carry my gun more to beat briars down than I do to shoot. I can't tell you the times I've got on stand if a guy didn't load. Thank God, you know. It ain't. But you know what? It won't be the end of the world. I'm not going to get out there and come back to the truck, beat them down, slam that door, cut that engine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to just tell that little fellow he goes by, you better thank God, buddy. <laughs> I load it. <laughs> not really. Yeah, it's, it's not that. God help us be that way about a lot of other things. A lot of other things in life. But 
clothes to put on, food to eat, place to live. Blessed. And above that, Lord, I know you. I know your love, your touch, your mercy, your grace. Things that money can't buy. But yet there's so many people out there that's deceived. But thank God we didn't allow ourselves to be deceived. Come on, church. Let's reject the world. But let's do it with the love of God. Okay? There is a difference. He wants us to use a sword. But this is the sword. This is the sword. You know, if I was going to a surgeon and uh, my little finger needed to be taken off, it had the disease or whatever. And I walk in there and uh, that doctor said, hey, I'm sorry, but a sword's about all I got to work with. So I'm going to find another doctor. <laughs> I got a pocket knife, at least it's smaller. Surely you don't need a sword to just cut my little finger off. So, let's handle the word of God in the kingdom of God. Let's be wise. Let's be full of true love, true compassion, true humility. It's go, it'll go a long ways. And I'm telling you, our world and our community is getting set right for it. What's going to happen when the White House falls? What's going to happen? When our government falls flat on its face because they're accusing one another, and that's a pedal, that's the kettle calling the pot black. They're all being mixed up in it. And none of them live godly lives and called out 